I want you to turn your Bibles to two passages, Mark chapter 1, that's where we'll begin, uh, Mark chapter 1, and then if you want to put a marker at Matthew 4, we will flip over there after we read somewhere in the message, we'll get over to that one, all right? So Mark chapter 1, and um, the title of the message is The Physician, and uh, Sunday night, uh, habitation. If you've never come to habitation, I want you to come. If you've ever come, I want you to come. I want the whole church to hear the message. And this is the reason I'm, I'm, I'm segueing from this message this weekend to habitation, because the Lord put it on my heart to preach on miracles and to pray for miracles at the habitation service. And so uh, I am praying for healings and miracles for everyone who needs a healing or a miracle at Gateway Church, every campus this weekend. And if I were preaching on salvation, I would be praying for hundreds to be saved. And so I'm praying for hundreds to be healed this weekend. So I'm just telling you right now at the beginning of this message, get healed, okay? <laughs> Expect a miracle. And I'm going to share with you this message called the physician I, I was going to share just an independent message because it's the last week before I go on sabbatical, but I just couldn't do it. The Holy Spirit would not let me uh, not cover this aspect of Jesus. We've talked about Him being the teacher and the servant and the shepherd and many different aspects of Jesus. One of the ways Jesus referred to Himself was the physician. So let's talk about the physician. Now, when we talk about the physician, uh, that word physician is similar to another word, physical, physician, physical. A physician is one who is skilled in the art of physical healing. We have several physicians in our church. So is Jesus a physician? Is he one who is skilled in the art of physical healing? I would think so since he created the physical body. I would think he is. And we can look at when he was on this earth. Now, I want you to think about this. We are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. You can, I want you to respond at every campus, at every affiliate church. Uh, is Jesus concerned about your spirit? Yes. yes. Is he concerned about your soul? Yes. Okay, isn't it sad? I'm saying this facetiously, but isn't it sad that he's only concerned with two-thirds of you? Because that would be the belief that some hold today, that he's not concerned about your body. And I think that he is concerned about your body. Now, let me say something, and I hope you do take notes. If you take notes, to, just so you understand, God heals three ways. A lot of people don't know this. God heals three ways, naturally, medically, and miraculously. God heals three ways, naturally, medically, and miraculously. In other words, naturally, God designed your body to heal naturally. Every one of you have already experienced natural healing. If you, if you had not, let me say it this way, if God did not design your body to heal itself, the first time you cut your finger, you would have bled to death. God thought that up. That was, you did not evolve to do that. God did that. You, you, you've all been healed probably medically, probably many of you. Let, let me just take a little poll, every campus, every affiliate church. How many of you have ever had stitches. Can I see your hand? Wow. How many of you have ever had a broken bone? Can I? Wow, we are one messed up group of people, aren't we? 
All right, how many of you have ever had minor surgery? Isn't that amazing? How many of you have ever had major surgery? Cosmetic surgery? No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. If you've ever had any type of surgery, stitches, broken bone, listen, you've experienced God's natural and medical healing. Don't ever discount God's healing through medicine. God's the one who gives the wisdom to heal through medicine, and I'm grateful for that. But He also heals miraculously. So Mark chapter 1, let me show you a miraculous healing. Mark chapter 1, verse 40, now a leper came to Him imploring Him kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, watch these three words, I underlined them so we could see them, moved with compassion, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Okay, three, three points about Jesus being a physician that we want to, uh, and actually identimus questions. Here's number one. Why is Jesus a physician? Why is Jesus a physician? And I think this is important to answer this question. If you remember, I said, remember the three words, moved with compassion. Uh, let me show you another verse. Um, and it's not Matthew 4, we'll get there in a moment, but Matthew 14, uh, verse 14 says that when Jesus went out, He saw a great multitude and He was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Okay, simple question, I'll give you a simple answer. Why is Jesus a physician? Because He loves people. That's why. Because He loves people. When He saw sick people, He had compassion passion for them. He loved them. Jesus healed people because He loves people. You have to hear that. There is a heretical teaching. You need to know this. A heretical teaching that says that Jesus only healed people because He was trying to prove He was the Messiah. Listen to me very carefully. He was not trying to prove He was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. He was not trying to prove that He was someone. He is someone. He is that person. He is the person that He says He was. And all those scriptures about the Messiah, Jesus inspired those. So, He wasn't trying to live up to those. He wasn't carrying around a copy of the Torah and saying, you know, the Messiah uh, heals five people a day, and I've only healed three today, so you guys bring me two more sick people. That's not the way Jesus was. So, Jesus is a physician. And I want to tell you, under point one now, I have three sub-points of, so I want to tell you some things Jesus is not. I, I really need to establish these when we talk about this subject, all right? The reason I need to is because there's been so much misteaching about healing that even when I start to speak on healing, I can almost feel a little resistance. And we believe in God healing. But I can feel a little bit of doubt. Uh, you know, there's a Hebrew word that uh, all, most Christians know how to pronounce this Hebrew word. They don't know what it means, but they know how to pronounce it. It's the Hebrew word, yabut. Yabut. Let me say it this way. Jesus still heals today. Yeah, but. 
Now, that's not what the word means, but yeah, but, yeah, but, listen, there ain't no yeah, buts to it. Jesus is a physician. And remember, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, let me tell you some things Jesus is not, all right? Uh, first of all, Jesus is not a sensationalist. In other words, he didn't heal people ever to draw attention to himself. He never did it to, to, be, to be a show or prove who he was. Matter of fact, he told many people, don't tell anybody. You remember that? Don't tell anybody. And many, many times I'm asked that question for a theological reason. Why did he say that? Our, my opinion is, and most theologians' opinion, is that it wasn't his time yet and he knew that there was going to be this growing envy. It says they delivered him up to be crucified for envy. So it wasn't his time yet, and he knew. So he would say, don't tell anyone. He told this leper. In Mark 1, he told this leper, don't tell anyone. It says, however, <laughs> however, he went out and told everyone. That's what it says. <laughs> and you would have too. But Jesus never healed people to draw attention to himself. See, the problem is that people today have made a show of healing. And because of that, normal people like us think, I don't want any part of that then, because we see the show. But Jesus never put on a show. He was moved with compassion. Here's second thing, Jesus is not a confessionalist. He's not a confessionalist. Now, let me say something. I believe in speaking the Word. But there's a difference in speaking the Word of God and what is taught sometimes. There, there's a hyper-faith movement. There's a hyper-prosperity movement. There's a hyper grace movement. I mean, just about any subject in the Bible, there's a hyper of it. Um, and the hyper faith movement will say sometimes that you should, that faith is, um, in essence, denying the facts. Faith is not denying the facts, it's stating the truth. For instance, uh, I was talking to this guy one time, and I said, I see that uh, your nose is running. Uh, do you have a cold? He said, this is what he said to me. He said, my nose is not running. <laughs> I said, no, your, your nose is running. <laughs> nope, nose is not running. <laughs> I said, I see snot. <laughs> I see snot. I see snot. I see snot. Okay, he had been taught that to say his nose was running was not a statement of faith. See, listen to me carefully. Faith is not denying the facts. It's stating the truth. That is not deny, faith is not to deny fact. Your nose is running. So you say, yeah, my nose is running, but God's my healer. So you state the truth. So he's not a confessionalist from that standpoint. And number three, Jesus is not a dispensationalist. He's not a dispensationalist. In other words, he doesn't believe that he only healed for three times, three years when he was on this earth. Jesus does not believe that. He healed before and he healed after. As a matter of fact, you ever heard of all the I am's? Okay, and we even, we started, the, we started the series with this, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, he said, I am the shepherd. Wasn't it sad he was only a shepherd for three and a half years when he was in, in his ministry, public ministry? That's crazy thinking. I am the door. Too bad he's not the door anymore. No, he's still the door. I am the way. I am the truth, the life. He's still the way, the truth, and life. Well, he, he's a physician, and I'll give you the I am, and the I am was even before Jesus walked on this earth. It's in Exodus. Here's what he said, I am the Lord who heals you. <laughs> I am. That's who I am. I am the Lord who heals you. All right, so I picked out a few scriptures to share, and uh, you can look at Matthew 4 there if you put a marker there. Just a few scriptures on healing. Matthew 4, verse 23. 
23 and 24. Matthew 4, 23 and 24. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now notice, teaching and preaching, we believe that, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And then if you want to flip a couple of chapters, Matthew 8, verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Would you, will you look at those last three words? He bore our sicknesses. That's your Bible. That's in the New Testament. Now, First Peter says he bore our sins. Why would we believe that he bore our sins, but we don't believe he bore our sicknesses when the Bible says so? Uh, Luke 4, verse 40, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Luke 6, verses 17 through 19, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and to be healed or be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them. Can you say that word? All, all. Uh, let, let me ask you a question. If you had divine power to heal people, how many would you heal? Why would God be different? Now, I'm going to answer some other questions because I can feel the questions. I've been doing this 30 years. I can feel the questions. <laughs> I'm, we're talking about, uh, we're going to cover the next one. I'm, start, I'm ready to get ahead of myself about is it God's will to heal? But it's just amazing, we read these verses and we just go right by and the enemy says this, yeah, but, yeah, but. Instead of just reading this, we're talking about Jesus, the Son of God, I'm telling you, why, why is he a physician? Because he loves people. He loves people. I, I'll, make, I'll tell you a statement. He healed all who came to him and some who didn't. Study it. We don't have any record of him not healing someone who asked for healing. He healed all who came to him, and he healed some people who didn't even come to him. The, the woman who was bent over, he called her to him. The man with the withered hand, he didn't come to Jesus. Jesus called him over and said, stretch out your hand. John chapter 9, the, the uh, blind man, he just sitting there at the gate, Jesus healed him. He didn't even ask to be healed, and Jesus healed him. It, it's amazing. Okay, so here's question number two. Is it his will to heal? Is it his will to heal? You remember this story, Mark chapter 1, uh, the leper said, if you're willing, if you're willing, if you're willing. Okay. That's, that, that is our thing. He did not say if you're capable. Right. None of us really doubt his ability. We doubt his willingness. And that's sad. That's sad. But he said, if you are willing, okay? Um, let, me, let me say, say it how we say it. If it be thy will. We put thy in there because, you know, we're going to speak old King James when we get to heaven. 
if it be thy will, if it be thy will. Sounds real spiritual, doesn't it? If it be thy will. Lord, if it be thy will. That's what this guy's saying. Is it your will? Is it your will? Are you willing? Do you understand that the word willing comes from the word will? You understand that, right? So that's what he's asking. Is it your will? Verse 41, Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. I am. Now remember, I am. (laughs) Jesus is. He was, he is, and he will be, and he can never change. So we have a man that asked him, are you willing? Jesus' answer, I am. I am willing. I'm willing. It's amazing to me. Let me show you another scripture about his willingness. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Okay, let me, let me tell you a word about the word will, because we, we, it's amazing we miss the very definition of will and how simple it is. It's desire. The word will means desire. So when we say, is it God's will, what we're saying is, is it God's desire? Listen, God desires everyone to be saved, but everyone's not going to be saved, but it is his desire. It's just, it's all, you know, when you write your last will, you're saying, this is what I want to happen to my $78 when I die. This is what I want to happen. This is my desire. So is it God's desire to heal? Yes, it is his desire. You say, then why aren't more people healed? First of all, a lot of people are healed. We never hear about it. Second of all, we live in a fallen world. Third of all, a lot of us, some of us, let me say this, have become too intelligent to be healed. It is amazing how when I travel to poorer countries, how many people get healed. You want to know why? They have no other choice but to believe in God and trust God. But many times we don't trust God. Fourthly, another reason is, is because there's a warfare going on. There's a war. Daniel prayed. And the angel came and said, first day you prayed, I started. It's taken me 21 days to get here. There's a war going on. This is amazing to me. This guy, he's a leper. Lepers lived in in colonies, basically in caves. They, They were separated from society. They were separated from their family. They had to cry, unclean, unclean, everywhere they went. And this guy takes a chance comes up to Jesus and says, if you're willing, and I want you to notice something, it says that Jesus touched him. Let me tell you something about that word in the Greek, touch. It means embraced. Let me say it another way. Then Jesus hugged him. You know why he hugged him? Boy, I hope you catch this. There was a principle in the old covenant that the unclean would make the clean unclean. If you were, if you're, if you were uh, clean and you touched an unclean body, you were unclean. The unclean made the clean unclean. Let me tell you about the new covenant. The clean makes the unclean clean. The clean in Jesus is stronger than the unclean in you. That's tweetable, by the way. The clean in Jesus is stronger than the unclean in you. Here's point three. Is he willing to heal me? 
Is he willing? See, it, it, why is Jesus a physician? Because he loves people. Is it his will to heal? We have the words of Jesus, I am willing. And Jesus can't change. But really the question is, is he willing to heal me? You know, that's really what the leper is asking. Hundreds of people have been healed by this time of Jesus' ministry. Hundreds of people have been healed. So he wasn't coming up saying, are you willing to heal? He's saying, if you're willing, you can heal me. That's the question. Are you willing to heal me? Let me say it another way. Are you willing to heal someone like me? Are you willing to heal someone who doesn't read his Bible and pray every day? Are you willing to heal someone who still loses his temper? Are you willing to heal someone who feels like he ought to be farther along by now? Are you willing to heal me? See, let me, let me ask you something. Anyone here feel like that you're more deserving than this leper? No, that's not the way we feel. We feel less deserving. That's the way we feel. Well, let me tell you something about that. You remember, grace is for the undeserving. Grace is not for the deserving. It's for the undeserving. Let, let, let me read you one more scripture. Mark chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners. I just want you to notice the Bible puts tax collectors with, with sinners. I just, <laughs> it's, it's the Bible. It's the Bible. They said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, watch, here it is, those who are well have no need of a physician. He's talking about himself. But those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. God's not willing that any should perish. Well, how do you get saved? By grace through faith. He bore our sins. He bore our sickness. So how are you going to get healed? By grace through faith. Grace is for the undeserving. Okay, listen. If you don't hear anything else, if you don't hear anything else that I said, you, you, you hear this. I want to tell you something. This, uh, everyone listen. Listen very closely. You are bad enough to be healed. You're bad enough. I promise you, you're bad enough. If you don't think you are, ask some of your friends. They'll tell you, you yes, you are. You're bad enough to be healed. You're bad enough to need God's grace. Because the question most of us have is, am I good enough? But then it wouldn't be grace. You're bad enough. You're bad enough to be healed. I studied. I read every healing in the Gospels. I read every one of them. I found the common thread. It's not what you think, by the way, either. We would say, well, it's faith. No, some of them, they didn't even ask to be healed. I do believe we should have faith. I do believe that. Some of them did not even ask to be healed. So how could they have faith? Here's the common thread. Every one of them that got healed, they were all sick. They all needed it. Let me tell you something great about Jesus. He's a physician. He's skilled in the art of physical healing. He can heal you. He can heal you today. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.
I'm going to do something a little differently this, this weekend. I really like if you just keep your eyes closed at every campus because I, I, I just want this to be between you and God. But how many of you would just, just, just by lifting your hand in just a minute, would say to the Lord, I, I need to be healed. There's something physical in my life. I need to be healed. Would you just put your hand up to the Lord? I need to be healed. All the campuses, thank you. You can put your hands down. I want you to ask Jesus to heal you right now. My daughter-in-law, had some really pretty bad seizures for several years. She's been taking some medicine and it's helping. But at Pink, at the, at the conference, she just felt God healed her. And right after that, her neighbor sent her a card that said, God, God has healed you. Now, she hasn't stopped taking her medicine. I'm not saying that. Please hear me. We're not hyper. We're not hyper. But would you just receive right now? Will you say, Lord, I know you're willing. And I know I'm bad enough. Same way I receive salvation. I receive healing right now in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for everyone that raises your hand. And then we're going to end like we do every service, and that is we're going to have people here at the front, the altar, if you're in the overflow room, wherever you are, to pray for you. If you need prayer, if you need further prayer. But I want to pray for you right now. And I asked you a moment ago to lift your hands. I'd like for you just, if that's you and you need God to touch you physically, if you just, just put your hands in front of you and just turn them upward. Just in a receiving mode. Just turn your hands upward and let me pray for you. Every campus right now. Lord, you see your children. And God, you are still moved with compassion right now. You're moved with compassion today because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus, I ask you, as I prayed going into this weekend, I ask you right now to heal my brothers and my sisters in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, it says in Scripture that you healed those oppressed by the devil. If there's any sickness, and you said there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, if there's any demonic spirit that's attached to this by the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke every demonic spirit of sickness or disease or infirmity in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I command you to go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. And I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. 
Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to tell you, we receive it today by grace, through faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, I think we just need to thank the Lord. I, I think we all just, every campus, would you just stand up and just thank the Lord? Let's just thank the Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that you're concerned with our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power in Jesus' name.